We're filthy. And we're nerds. And there's two of us. Okay, but it's we have three more things to record. You can't lose steam now. I'm I'm just I burped and it was so satisfying. Well, for who? Well, <laughs> obviously me, because you suck. Um, yeah, that is the fundamental problem here. Mm-hmm. It is, absolutely. Um, all right. Well, it's good to see that uh you're still a huge bitch. Ah, Glad you. there's two of us. Thank <laughs> you so much. You guys were about to roll into a continuation of our Harry Potter, but if you are watching this at the comedy store, we are not currently live at what you're watching. If you want to see us live, live and chat along with us, or if you're just listening and you would like to be part of a live stream, you can join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash two filthy nerds. Your dog's about to barf on my couch. No, he's not. Oh God. I'll kill myself. He won't barf. I, I, I don't know any barfs. I can, I'll, I'll scoop it up. Um, Patreon.com slash two filthy nerds. We love you guys. Um, Come join our Patreon. You get exclusive. You get exclusive access to us. And if there is someone you guys want exclusive access to, it's me and Jess because we are unfiltered and raw all the time. Yeah, what she said. Uh huh. Um. So I was stalling to get, to open our brackets because I forgot about our brackets. Listen, you guys, this is a huge thing we have going on. So right now, I am going to our Google form that we do a survey on to pull up the results from our top eight that's being moved into top four. You want to have a bunch of votes. You want to have priority voting for our semifinal round. You need to go to patreon.com slash two filthy nerds to vote on our top four. We got a final four. We're in the final four. All right. Here's what the top eight were. I will read those to you and then we will go one by one. Are you ready? Ready. Super ready. All right. Our first bracket, we've got The Expanse versus Dark Tower. Mm-hmm. Then, the next one is Hunger Games versus Indiana Jones. And then Marvel Universe, the movies. Uh, we don't fucking, there's no way we can do all of the, it doesn't matter, the movies. And Chronicles, Chronicles of, Narnia. of Narnia. And then. What does that say? The Witcher. Versus Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. All right. Those were our top eight. Our patrons voted. It was close. Some of them actually weren't close at all. Here's what we've got. It doesn't look like any of them were very close. This one was kind of close. Oh, yeah, that one was a little bit. Uh, So anyways, here's what we're bringing to the final four, and you have two ways to vote. You can join Patreon, and you will have an allotted number of votes based on your patronage. So for every $5 a month you donate, that is a vote. Uh, And then if you would like, to not join the Patreon, but you have a what strong, a yeah, you have a strong feeling about one of these series. You really want to hear us cover it. Send us a dollar and you can vote. You can send us a dollar. We'll put up a link. It'll be on our Twitter, on our social media. You'll find ways to find it. Send us a dollar along with in the note of your dollar on it will what be you want. PayPal. Which one do you want to vote for? And here are our top four. Drum roll, please. Drum roll. Between the Expanse and Dark Tower. The winner is Dark, Dark Tower, Tower. <laughs> which, of, which of course is a Stephen King series, and that is pretty much all I know. Although somebody commented on my post today and said there might be, there's a tiny connection in Dark Tower with 
the world we're currently in. Shut up. Really? I don't know how that comes into play, but I found that interesting. That was oh, the only fucking dope. Little nuggety nugget. And then Hunger Games versus Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones! That's right. Indiana Jones still rearing forward, of course, very clearly Nicole's yes! favorite. I wish I uh, had that enthusiasm for, uh, you know. Anything. I'm excited for all of them. I... I am so excited for all of them that I don't have, I also don't have the diehard childhood experience you do with Indiana yeah. Jones, but you I'm ready. A, I'm ready for You also don't have a diehard childhood. No, I had, I had a lot, there was a lot of dying hard in my childhood. Yes. <laughs> Several of my uncles died with their boners. It was, <laughs> anyways, I'm from the South, but also Alaska. It's a whole thing. We don't have time for it. Anyway, between Marvel Universe and Chronicles of Narnia, it's a fucking blowout. Blowout like my pussy? Yeah, Marvel just, absolutely obliterated Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah. Adieu to the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Uh, None of them are I X-Men. I bid you a uh, bye-bye. Uh, I said X-Men. Is that it's not fucking... I'm going to get eaten alive. None of them are Marvel comic book the, ca- characters either. The last one, which is Witcher versus Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. You ready also, for this? Also a landslide. For Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Unbelievable. Oh, Unbelievable. That's I really thought The Witcher was going to come through on that one just based on what's popular right now yeah. in the, the zeitgeist. In the zeitgeist. In the zeitgeist. I, I actually thought it was going to be Witcher just because of that specific reason. Yeah, like I thought that so like... pops. I guess people just love Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and I'm fucking here for it, baby. So we've got Dark Tower versus Indiana Jones. Well, I don't know what that order is going to be. Probably that. Oh, yeah. The brackets go down. Yeah. And Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy versus... No. I'm sorry. I just read what was in red and ignored the voting. Hilarious. Dark Tower versus Indiana Jones and Marvel Universe versus Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Ooh, I wonder who it's going to be. I wonder if these will both be absolute blowouts or if they'll be too close to call. I... I mean, they're not going to be too close to call. We'll call them. Yeah. Oh, we will. Anyway... Patreon.com slash two filthy nerds. Come join us. Be part of the conversation. See us live. Be in the chat. Vote on everything. You we started with 16. And so that will be some something familiar. Like Jesus. Words are really hard for me today. <laughs> I'm a meme. I'm you a human I'm memeing. I don't know. Memeing. Um wait. Uh, makes makes you know no sense. We cut about? that out of this episode. <laughs> what I was thinking about is once comedy comes back, because it will, this is us manifesting. Once comedy comes back, another thing we can offer to our patrons is free tickets to our shows. Yeah. Like at the comedy store, you guys, don't you want to come to LA and hang out with us at the comedy store for freezies? What? I mean, the tickets will be free. You're getting your, get to LA yeah, you on to, your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck get that. We don't own. have that yeah, kind yeah, of money. Totally, totally. Unless you want to be a Patreon for thousands and thousands of dollars, then we can talk about it. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Not books versus books and movies versus movies. Someone just said that in the chat. Uh, who's and in, who's, no. who's being difficult? No, because either way, we're only getting down to one. So it's it maybe come down to two movies. It may come down to two books. Only the strongest will survive. And by the strongest, I mean the most you guys bully each other into choosing. Mm-hmm. <sighs> now let's get to what you're fucking here for. Wow, we cut out. We cut out running our filthy mouths to save time, and here we are. All right. Anyway, we are, of course, as you know, we're in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. We left off at Chapter 6. We are now in Chapter 7. The Will of Albus Dumbledore. What? 
or as I like to say, the will of Voldemort. You fucking, it's, god damn it. Speaking of Voldemort, actually, uh, our chapter begins with Harry jerking away from a bad dream. Uh, By the way, don't say Harry jerking. I'm sorry. He's 17. He jerked awake. Yeah. Sometimes it happens to the men in their youth. I mean, I like a good jerk awake. I like a good jerk to sleep. <laughs> Does that ever happen to someone where they like start jerking off in their sleep and they wake up and they're like, ah, ah, and they like just are scared and then come. Ah, oh, 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 no. And I then, came to a dream about my mother. And then that fucks them up forever. That is what Freud did. But I think he did He's it in like, his waking das hours. Good. Das is good. Yeah, Freud had a lot to learn about not assuming everyone's brain is like yours and maybe keeping a few things to yourself. But you know what? As soon as he put that out into the universe, everybody really glommed onto it. Yeah, everyone also thought that the uh, Inside Amy Schumer was a great show. I gotta be honest. There was a sketch on Inside Amy <laughs> no, Schumer. No, there were a couple good that ones. I that was laughed, a bad example. I laughed on that uh, for that sketch harder than I've laughed maybe ever. Really? Yeah. Unfucking. The real. show was a bad example. I obviously should have uh, targeted her specials. Um, <laughs> don't come for us. All right. Anyway, so Harry, Harry, has wakes- Harry, Harry has a dream. And what's his dream about, Jessica Michelle? He was muttering the name Grigorovich, which we don't know what that means. No fucking clue. Yeah. He's just like, I think Voldemort is looking for someone named Grigorovich. So he was obviously doing a thing where he's fucking in the body probably you know channeling Voldemort's thoughts again mm-hmm. anyway that's neither here nor there because as I said he's a 17 year old boy literally today it's Harry Potter's motherfucking 17th birthday this was fun for me because I didn't know what this day was gonna look like at all for him um it's huge so as we know 17 is a big year for Wizards. you can start using magic which he does immediate more immediately he magics his glasses off the bedside table he's just like whoop that's 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 his first line of magic just being a lazy piece of shit it is a wonder that all wizards aren't fat slobs yeah that they aren't like just i mean are there any i guess you could just magic away the that's not true no you can't you can't magic away flaws yeah i mean look at the slytherin captain's teeth in the never mind it doesn't matter anywho Um, he he basically uses his magic so he can just sit in bed. And- just to be like, I'm doing magic. Hooray. You know, it's like, fuck you. And also, what's more important in the in line with it being legal for him to do, do magic, excuse me, the trace is now lifted. Oh, yeah. He's no, so, longer, he's no longer on lockdown. When he does the magic, because it's legal, no one can see where he's doing it. They can't come find him, which is, a, you know, is has been a, a crucial point of his delay in setting off on this journey. Um, I gotta say the then he starts like opening his presents. The present he got from Ron really fucking pissed me off because it just seems a little hypocritical because Ron always has a fucking stick up his ass about Harry like he's like always pissed at Harry about the way he's treating his sister. Yeah. And then he gets him a fucking book on how to charm girls. Well, maybe he thought it would help him fucking not fuck around with his sister's heart. Maybe he's like, he'll read this book. But also maybe he's like, you know what the problem is? Harry just needs some pussy to move on to. He just needs to learn how to pick up a chick. The only way to get over somebody is to get under somebody else. Yeah, he basically got him like a a male pickup guide. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, wait, a male pickup artist? Yeah. Pickup artists are so fascinating to me. We should talk about that at some point. Maybe we'll run our mouths about that sometime. I mean, that would be very interesting because it's like, what do you... 
What a sham. And truly. it's usually guys who are, whatever, we'll talk about it later. Um, anyway. I thought that was a lame-ass present. Um, he got um, a present from the Mr. and Mrs. Weasley, which is a watch like Ron also has that has like the stars on it and stuff, which I'm still, I'm unclear on what that does. I know that Mrs. Weasley has the clock that does the hands that shows where everyone her family is, mm-hmm. but the watch, I don't know. It's a really, seems like a really cool thing. I'm sure it's going to come yeah, I and Andy or knowing the way JK drops deets and then picks them up later, it's gonna it's gonna come in handy. Yeah, and I say that with all sincerity of not remembering a fucking thing about that watch. Like I don't know. Who knows? Uh my favorite present, Jenny pulling him in she pulls him in. She pulls brings him into, him into the her bedroom, room. Gives him some of that hot juicy lip. Just like mm, giving him some birthday smoochies. Mm. Get away from me. Yeah, and while they're just like, he's got like hand in the hair around the waist, like passionate Oh, yeah, kissing. he's in the throes. He's, yeah. he's playing tonsil hockey oh, with yeah, that and bitch. Of course, in come Ron and Hermione. Oh, Ron and Hermione come in. And he's like, I was just getting my red wings with Ginny. My red wings? She's red. You she, know what red wings are? Yeah, I know. That's... Okay, for anyone Gross. listening who doesn't know what Red Wings are, Red That's Wings not are... what Red Wings are. Red Wings are when you eat a bloody pussy. Yeah, when you go down a woman who is You on earn your Red Wings. Uh-oh. Producer Sam. Is visibly gagging. He's not going to make gagging. it. Uh, a, a gold star gay man was just told what Red Wings are, and now he's... He's not even upset he, about like the concept. It's just we brought up pussies, and he's like, ew! It's a bloody pussy. It's when a guy buries his face deep in a bloody ass pussy. Someone in the chat said there's a lot of people who think that Ginny gives Harry a blowjob here, but like it's like just implied. There's people who think that. Oh, I, that's fully what I thought she was doing. What's the big what? deal about a passionate kiss? That was a euphemism. Really? A euphemism for her deep dog and that dog. No way. She's not fucking blowing his wand. Yeah, she is absolutely blowing his wand. She is just she's just taking it taking it like a champ no because she's got she's got a mouth like a pussy ron would have lost his shit also on Ginny if that were the case because he is a slut shamer so ron really is a slut shamer yeah as long as you're a female but Ginny's a slut yeah and it's great but it wouldn't have just been like sorry awkward i'll just have a word with harry it would have been like a blow up that's why i don't believe that there was any implication that it was like a passionate kiss really means anal you know yeah i mean we would all like that i'm sure if this hbo max series comes to fruition everyone's hoping it'll be like bridgerton and there's just like wizard i started watching bridgerton last night and man oh shevitz here's the thing to go back to people just buying into things being amazing because they're told they're amazing which i feel like we touched on Mm -hmm. i have loved bridgerton so far but i'll say Maybe I haven't gotten to the part where it becomes like softcore porn, but I'm willing to admit the only reason I started it is because everyone was talking about how the whole show is just softcore porn. And I'm ep- I'm on episode five. Has there been a few moments of hot tenseness? Yes. But is everyone on Twitter a virgin? Like there, are, this is not softcore porn. Does it make you horny at all? Is it giving t- you tinglies down there in any way, shape or form? Well, yeah, because that guy is hot. Yeah, he's like, so hot. But it's not like, that's, I'm not like, oh, the way they're touching each other. I'm like, wow, he's standing next to a bush and I'm tingly. He's a very beautiful man. <laughs> he is very beautiful. My I'm God. only on episode like five and I think maybe things are starting to heat up. That's neither here nor there. I watched it last night on a date with a guy. 
The point is, I know people would want there to be more sex. Mm-hmm. They always do. But Let me tell you, as, as a human being who is in desperate need of sex, more sex helps everyone. Um, Anyways, so Ron flips out on Harry. Ginny hears it, and he's, you know, I can't believe you he got my sister's hopes up. Ginny doesn't hear anything. Oh, they're out of earshot. Sorry, I read it within earshot. I'm sorry. We Ginny make notes, hear. and then Nicole gets too heavy on relying on the notes. Uh, uh, sorry. And anyway, he pulls him aside, and he's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Basically. Yeah. Then it's Harry's birthday dinner. It's like a fun little affair. Order the Phoenix friends are there. Lupin and wait. Tonks I feel like really Hagrid. quick. It's important to imply that he does that because Harry has already broken Ginny's heart, not because yeah. he suddenly has a problem with Harry. He's like, "You can't fucking do this back and forth shit." She, you were you ha- you broke up with her for a reason, and she needs to be able to f- be free and do her own thing. I so. honestly think in any of these notes that I write from now on, anytime I see Ron's name in a line, I'm just gonna give it to you, so I never have to talk about Ron again. That's a really great way of dodging your dyslexia and blaming it on not liking Ron. I appreciate what you tried to do there, uh-huh. but I see through it. Okay, there's nothing more you like than raging on Ron. I it's hate your Ron. favorite things. Um, so all the you know the Order of the Phoenix peeps show up. Yeah. Sans mad eye moody because he did. He um, yeah, still he's he's for sure dead. Lupin Tonks are having some tension. It's weird. We don't know why yet. And then Hagrid gives Harry a gift, which is a moleskin pouch that hides any object. And it only shows itself to the owner of the pouch. Like you cannot get in there unless you're the owner. So yes. like you, you won't see anything in there. So. so as you know, the way JK works, this will be very important later. I'm sure. Uh, Charlie Weasley's Charlie back Weasley comes back. Romania. We find out that uh, Norbert the dragon wasn't Norbert. It was a woman. And now she's Norberta. Norberta. I think is one of the laziest things. Look at that. You, we miss a, we we incorrectly assume the gender of a dragon. We better correct it, lest uh, the dragon start to believe it was actually meant to be a male. We should put it in its place. Mm-hmm. And then Mr. Weasley sends his Patronus, which oh, is yeah. a silver weasel. Yeah, his Patronus appears at the table at dinner and is like, "The ministry's uh, minister of magic's joining me." So it's just sort of like, "Fucking keep it together." And so then. Tonks and Lupin are like, we got to get out of here. And they beat feet. And they're like, we'll tell you later, Harry. Yeah, they're just like, sorry, got to go. Rufus Grimjower comes in with Mr. Weasley. Obviously, like, unwelcome. He know- Everyone's, of course, being cordial. to the fucking Minister of Magic. He knows. And he's like, pulls- he wants a private word with Harry, Ron, it's so and weird Hermione. knowing what happens to him later on, Scrimgeour, hearing this scene now, going over it again, I'm like, I'm feeling it in such a different way. Wow. Well, that's not how life works. Okay. I mean, that's how life works. You look back and you're like, did it mean something more? And it's like, it doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, anyway, I, I was a little, su- I think that most people are a little surprised when he pulls Harry, Ron, and Hermione. You go, yeah. uh-oh, he might be onto something. That, that's what I'm like, how the fuck does he know? Yeah, so they're all very tense. And then he reveals, I obviously, you guys, he does this like, you obviously all know why I'm here. And of course, we can assume that they're thinking, oh no, he knows we're not going back to school. Yeah. Whatever. And then he's like, Albus Dumbledore left you guys stuff in his will yeah and i was like he's been dead for a while what took them so long to get that will going yeah which hermione by the way grills him right away is like you guys went through all this stuff to make sure that that there was nothing suspicious you know whatever he's she's like you had no right to do that yeah like they clearly 
they clearly were suspect of and the then they found some loophole to get through it so they're like yeah we did this is why and they only had a month to do it so they've after a month they're like all right now we need to turn this shit over yeah so he's like he's heavily grilling them he's very suspicious on like apparently they're the only students that got anything left here's what's crazy to me is when he asked ron he's like how close were you with dumbledore and ron was like not really that close and i'm like you weren't no, he wasn't. Neither was Hermione. If you like, I think it's easy because you lump them in with Harry to think they're all close with Dumbledore. Dumbledore like never really talked to Ron or Hermione. It's so always been Harry. Like he's always that's been his point of contact. But like, you know, obviously we know we can assume Dumbledore mm-hmm. was like, well, they're all friends that, you know, it'll look too weird if I leave this all to Harry, whatever. But yeah, Ron's like, I didn't know him that well. And I love that Hermione stepped in. She's like, you're being modest. Um, so Dumbledore gives Ron a, a deluminator, which we know is the, it now know is the name of the magic thing he uses to shut out all the lights everywhere he goes, which we've seen happen in the past. Mm-hmm. And then Hermione gets, gets a book, the tales of the beetle bard of beetle, the bard, a beetle, the bard. And that's uh, basically it's a, uh, it's a children's book, children book that all wizard kids kind of. Yeah. And it's written. It has ancient looking. Uh, it has runes written on the front, which we, you know, have heard that she's taking classes mm-hmm. and she was talking about bringing a book to like, uh, translate them so okay it's very weird and we're unsure why and then harry gets it's kind of something kind of odd well it's uh scrimgeour thought it was pretty odd was the first uh snitch that harry caught in his first quidditch game which we find out that snitches have these things called flesh memories where they can remember the first person that who came into contact with them yeah so scrimgeour is like handing it to him and making him take it in front of him and I think he's thinking, oh, there must be there something, must be in something this. hidden in it. And it's going to pop open as soon as Harry's flesh touches it. Touches it and nothing happens. Um, then nothing happens. Um, and then his second sword was his second inheritance was the sword of Godric Gryffindor. And Scrimgeour is like, well, you can't have that because it belongs to the school. Yeah. He's like, that's actually like not his property to give away. That is a piece of historical magic. So he just straight mm-hmm. up is like, you can't have that, which is kind of fucked. Um, and then Scrimgeour is like, did he put you up to the task of defeating, uh, Voldemort? Like, yeah. is, is this, there, was there this big plan? And I don't know. Harry's it's like, Harry's like, fuck, get dude, fucked. Get fucked. Like, it's not, it's not your fucking problem. Somebody needs to do it. Uh, um, cause obviously you're, the ministry is not doing shit. Um, they have, they all start getting fucking pissed off at each other. It's really ragey and like lots of yelling, but then Weasley's Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Weasley pop up minister like beats feats quickly. Um, and then everybody kind of settles down to celebrate Harry and all of that jazz. Um, and everyone, you know, it ends, it's the wedding the next day. Um, Ron, Harry and Hermione, they all secretly examine all these like new things that they got in the will. Uh, they're trying to figure out like, why would he leave these to us? Like, what is the point of the deluminer? What the fuck is the point of the children's book? Especially. And then with the snitch, when they're talking about flash memories, Harry remembers that he didn't catch in his hand. And I don't know if you remember that. I didn't remember that. He like caught it in his mouth. Yeah. And like, so Harry's like, so Harry's like, Oh, if I press it to my mouth, it might pop open. And he did. And then it didn't open. Um, But words in Dumbledore's handwriting mysteriously appear. It says, I open at the close no fucking clue what that means i I think it opens at the end of the book um yeah i i don't know mm-hmm. and then they were also talking about how the sword why didn't dumbledore just give the sword to him like before? ahead of time like why would he bestow that to him 
and then yeah it's just sort of like this i don't know fucking like everything's weird let's go to bed because there's a wedding tomorrow can't wait for this fucking wedding let's do it absolutely that's where the chapter ends we're gonna take a quick break and The wedding. wedding. Okay, so chapter opens. It's immediate madness. I mean, it's um, a wedding day. It's, everybody, everybody's there. Um, there's tons of Weasley relatives. Harry is disguised as the redheaded cousin Barney. Which what they did is they just went into the muggle portion of the town. They lived down, like, not too far from oh. and stole hairs from a redheaded boy. Yeah. Smart um, move. Yeah. Uh, but the kid was uh, a, l- a, little, a little chubs. He was? Yeah. You remember Harry was, like, popping out of his clothes? Oh yeah, I forgot. Harry's in there. In there is like a like a link of sausage, just heating up. Just a big thick boy. Um. Uh. And George, who's down an ear, uh, still going after pussy. Yes. Fred and George just, just like time, just getting that hound on. I mean, there's Vila relatives here. We are gonna fucking. I forgot when I read that in this chapter. I was like, oh yeah, it's just gonna be some fucking top shelf puss. I mean, yeah, hot. Hot, that bridesmaid panel, Mwah. nobody's drinking well that night. It's all the best. Oh. Um, <sighs> anyway, like, so Lupin and Tonks, uh, they know about Harry's disguise, and they like come up to him, and they're like, hey, sorry, we we beat feet last night. You know, uh, the ministry's coming down on werewolves pretty hard right now. So they were like, we probably shouldn't be here. Um, and then Harry's like, realizes like Lupin's still kind of like being, a, being in a bad mood. Yeah, under- I mean, understandable even just given what they said. It seems to be lingering about something else, but, like, the fact that now werewolves are becoming a thing that, like, the ministry has a problem with is... My thought was... Okay, I had two thoughts. Yeah. One, when he said the thing about the werewolves, and I was like, maybe he's dying or something. He's going to kill himself or something. He's just going to kill himself because he's a werewolf? I don't know. I th- Maybe he was, like, depressed. I don't know. It was, like, he's struggling with depression or something. I, mean, yeah, I don't know. that sounds like it could so be. So there's thing. that. And then I also thought, I was like, ooh, what if he, like, is, like, oh, God, dating Tonks or married marrying Tonks? Huge mistake. She's so annoying. Oh, you thought that that would be what it was? Yeah. That he was annoyed? Yeah, I thought he was going to be, like, fucking annoyed about, oh, shit. I would this wager bitch. that most, well... Most people figure out how annoying someone is before they marry them and decide if they can tolerate that level of annoyance. That's what love is, is like, we're all annoying. Can you handle the annoying I'm bringing? Yeah. Are how are you annoyed by how annoying I am is really sort of a thing. Anyway. It's so weird. I am not at all annoyed about how annoying you are. I wasn't asking. I love you. I love you too. I have no further comments on the rest of that. Okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Harry finds Ron. He's talking to a guy who's kind of kooky looking. Just even for like, we know wizards kind of dress weird, but this guy's just a, a faux pas of fashion mistakes. Just an absurd outfit. It's got a and weird. And we come to find out it's Luna Lovegood's dad. Absolutely. He's got an amulet with a weird symbol on it. Luna's close behind. She's, um, of course, been examining all the garden gnomes. Yeah, um, I love that she got bit by them. And she's like, yay. And her dad's like, ooh, the, how lucky of you. Yeah, you really see why Luna is the way Luna mm-hmm. is when you meet her dad. Because he's like, yeah. oh, I hope that you gathered all the garbledy blah 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 blah. Talking about 
because she got bit by a garden gnome. And he's like, oh, that's actually really good. If you start feeling extra wise or an idea overcomes you, make sure it's just. That's because of the garden gnomes. Um, I just love how like everything about her is the opposite of everyone else. Like uh, garden gnomes are annoying to most people and to her and her dad. What a blessing. I know. I think they are. Uh relentlessly optimistic. Ugh, it's insufferable. Curious. They've, they have maintained their childlike curiosity, which I love and I'm envious of. I wish I could be like that. And then the two other guests in this whole thing that become integral for the rest of the chapter are Aunt Muriel. Yeah, fucking old cunt. Cunt, cunt. And then... She's uh, a miserable old woman. And then... And then the sex machine, Victor Crumb. Victor Crumb shows up. People are surprised, but it's like he was in... The, you know, Goblet of Fire uh-huh. tournament. He had a hot nut for Herms. Yeah, but he's- Herms had a hot nut for him. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if you'd call it a hot nut, I, but like. I mean, what would you call it? Burning love? Hot nut? A crush? Hot nut. And he's not, he, but he's not there because of his hot nut for Hermione. He's there because he's friends with Fleur. Yeah. Which you go like, wow, invited to the wedding. But that was a traumatic experience. Like yeah. they. Uh-huh. Fucking all went through a lot. So yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Um, Ron is pissed. Of course, like very awkwardly trying to be like, what the hell? Yeah. <sighs> Anyways. So wedding. the wedding, wedding ceremony begins. Fleur looking stunning as ever. And her beauty is resonating so strongly that it makes everyone else look uh, beautiful, including Bill, who doesn't even look like he was attacked last year. Yeah. He's like, which is how how beautiful is she that she can make a mangled face look okay? Listen, when you are loving and beautiful and you let your beauty shine, it catches other people. It's contagious. Okay. But yeah, no, a mangled face. You're right. No, it's, that is a level of beauty I don't even ever want to stand next to because it would make me feel like shit about myself. Uh, something happens with uh, Luna's dad, Victor. Oh, yeah. Because he, she's like, he's like, who's that man? He's wearing a symbol on his chest. And that symbol is is something. It was some symbol of that guy. Gr- Grindelwald. Grindelwald. He um, so this is actually the wedding is ended. We're in reception time. And okay, yeah. it, it, it sort of like almost feels like he's kind of like maybe had a few drinks. and He's like, yeah. what the fuck is his problem? But apparently. Yeah, apparently this symbol is indicative of Grindelwald, who we've heard of before. Pretty recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they uh, talked about in last episode, in fact, last Harry Potter episode. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a big dark wizard that Dumbledore defeated and it was like a huge deal. And apparently. Like Victor just seeing the symbol is like auto like vi- like vi- visibly shaken. He's angry about it to me. And we touched on it last time about it being sort of a parallel of Hitler. But like. This is, I think he's feeling like this is like you go to a wedding and someone has a swastika necklace. Yeah. You're going to be like, that is not cool, dude. What the fuck? And like what we learn is Grindelwald uh, in his area, wherever he's from, Bulgaria? It's Bulgaria, I think. Yeah. Um, Eastern Bloc. That's uh, that's where Grindelwald did a lot of his dirty work. Victor's grandfather was killed by him. Mm-hmm. Um, he had seen it like carved into the bathroom at... Uh, but yet Luna's dad strength. is wearing his his symbol. Like, yeah, this, is this a like goofy uh, tabloid silly man is wearing this symbol. And by the way, nobody else seems to like notice nobody. And I guess like Grindelwald maybe just isn't as big of a deal now. 
because I don't think it's because they're in Britain, but maybe mm-hmm. like with Voldemort, people have just like stopped worrying about like the yeah, past yeah, yeah. and they're like, but we yeah. got to focus on the yeah. present. He's old news at this point, but I don't know. So what, and Victor gets really fucking pissed off and pulls out his wand. And when he pulls out his wand, it something clicks in Harry's head. He remembers that during the, uh, Triwizard tournament, the Triwizard tournament when they all had to like weigh their wands. Yeah. So he learned, Harry learned during the Triwizard tournament that a man by the name of Grigorovich is the guy who made Victor's wand. Ding, 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 ding. That's right. And so that sets off a whole, like, obviously he's after this guy Mm -hmm. because he wants to know about his wand. Because he's he's already had the vision of Mm -hmm. the thing with Ollivander and, like, him being, you know, pressured by um, Voldemort. And now he's like, aha, this must be... So he figured that out and why he would even want to talk to him. Victor heads off. Harry runs into uh, Elpheus Doge, who the guy who of. wrote the obituary for Dumbledore in the Daily Prophet. He was also the guy who was kind of like interrogated by fucking Reet Re- Skeets. Rita Skeeter. And he, he, yeah, he wrote the obituary. He's his, he's an old, old friend. And uh, Harry, you know, slides up and kind of low key introduces himself. He's like, himself. "Yo, it's me. Um, it's it's not some weird redheaded boy. Uh, it's 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 his eye, Harry." And he's like, "Of course, Doge is like, I nothing. You know, I everything that was said. You know, he's like pissed off at Rita Skeeter, basically." Yeah, well, yeah, no, because Harry starts asking about it. And he's like, no, she was really pressuring me. And don't trust what she's saying. She's obviously, you know, yeah. you know Rita Skeeter. You've read her stuff. Like, she's fucking garbage. But, of course, Aunt fucking Muriel. Auntie Muriel. Here is what is her voice in the book on tape? Uh, I think it's very, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know. It's like cunty old lady it's yeah, like that's how i was imagining oh is it are you talking about rita skeeter yeah and she's like dude rita skeeter knew everything about dumbledore yeah this is a woman i think we can assume auntie muriel is someone who watches reality tv believes it's all true oh, and thinks is, the kardashians are good people she's like this is the gospel she the inquirer she, is where she gets her wait, news wait, wait. she is the person who's like kim kardashian is a good person she's going to law school and she's doing things good things she's getting people out of prison who don't belong in prison yeah oh oh i'm sorry kim kardashian's being a good person why is that so heroic yeah it's like yeah you, you should you be should good. be a good person yeah, she has a lot. We're of patting like, her on the back for doing. Going, she's going to law school. She's a billionaire. Yeah, yeah she she's, can do literally anything. Yeah, that's not a feat for you. You just call a law school and go, can I come here? And they go, yes, it's this amount of money. Please come. Yeah. Please and then get- also, what sort of persuasive fucking document does Kim Kardashian have to put together? All she needs to be is like, hi, I'm Kim Kardashian. My husband's Kanye West. We are the wealthiest people ever in the history of mankind. You let this man out of prison and they'll be like, mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I cannot even imagine, by the way, it's like great, good, great that she wants to do things to help. I struggled to, I don't even want to think about like, well, what went on that like this certain person is the one that got out. I'm sure it wasn't just like handshaking and just trusting yeah. the legal system. I'm sure that America, that, it wasn't just that justice did it th- its thing. Yeah. And they were like, actually, they were wrongfully imprisoned. Yeah. We've 
We've seen the light, and it's a hundred thousand dollars. There were there were the there were uh, yeah, that's what it is. There was there was nobody else trying to get him out before then, but all of a sudden, Kim Kardashian and her big buckaroos come along, and the person gets out. That's yeah, crazy. Oh, it was her persuasion skills. Yeah, Absolutely yeah. I mean, not. Wow, it's, that girl has top marks. It's in, in fucking anywho. So wealth can get anyone out of prison. It's show shit. But Rita not- Skeeta, um, uh. Muriel Aunt Muriel loves Rita Skeeter she's like you know she unveils all of these skeletons that were in Dumbledore's closet including that he has a squib a non-magical sister yeah she's just spilling the tea she's like oh yeah, yeah no they they he and she's saying all these horrible things about Dumbledore basically and Terry's just like the fuck basically like yeah you know people think that they killed the squib sister yeah. and like all of these terrible things yeah, his his mind is blown. It's fucking. And then Harry learns that this woman, Bathilda Bagshot, an old family friend of the Dumbledores, was her informant. So that's I have a feeling we're gonna be meeting this old Bagshot. Bathilda Bagshot, um, the old Bagshot. Yeah, he also finds out that Dumbledore's family lived in Godric's Hollow, which is where Harry his parents lived. Yeah, and, and this died. was never mentioned, which is and Bathilda also still lives there to this day. So now Harry's like, oh yeah, I'm for sure going to Godric's Hollow. But when you originally saw that she was, uh, that they had lived in Godric's Hollow, did that like spark anything for you? That the Dumbledores had? Yeah. Were you like, why would, did you? Why wouldn't he have mentioned that? That's fucking weird. It's a small town. Like if someone, yeah, no, I don't no, know no. what neighborhood in Detroit, no. what? Na- not neighborhood. Southfield. Southfield. Like if, if, if someone had known you for years, knew you were from Southfield, and then they died, and you found out they were from Southfield, would you be like, "Yeah, that's fucking that's weird." Weird. Totally. Why would you not? Thousand percent. It's very weird. Um. Anyways, so, wedding festivities are going on, but then all of a sudden, oh like, shit! This is fucking insane. Huge people on the dance floor, like Victor Crumb's got a finger in Xenophilius's face, whatever his name, Mister Lovegood. They're yeah. all fucking. It's drunk wedding time, and then a Patrona shows up, and it's Kingsley Shacklebolt. Bolt's Patronus. It's a lynx. Yeah. And it's, it says the ministry of magic has fallen. It's been taken over by Death Eaters and Scrimgeour is dead. The Death Eaters are on their way. Oh, shit. Let's swing that dick around that fucking dance floor. Fucking. And then everybody. What the fuck? Wait, and then we're going to take a break. Because that's the end of the chapter. And shit's about to get fucking crazy. We'll be right back. Chapitre Neuf. A place, a place to, to hide. hide. Oh, another chapter named after Nicole's vagina. Whoa, Pika Poo Poo. Is that a little piece of poo in my clit? What? What? I don't know. Why? Anywho. On earth. My God. I. Uh, Listen. That's a sound bite I'm not proud of. That is going to be my ringtone for you. Ooh, Poo Clit? Yeah, which will be fun because. It'll go off all the time because you're the only one who calls and you call Winnie all the time. Winnie the Pooklet. Anyways. How do you do clit? Do clit. Sounds like a do lax, which is a laxative. Speaking of poo, onward. Uh, so uh, the Death Eaters are on their way. Chaos is fucking broken out at the All wedding. motherfucking hell breaks loose. Fucking Wizards are just spontaneously disapparating. Disapparating. Just like, like, people are running everywhere. Ron and Hermione... Uh, it, Hermione like grabs Harry, screams out to Ron, grabs Ron, and then all of a sudden they're disapparating somewhere. By the way, I love that uh, that Hermione is like the expert of disapparating already. Yeah, not only that, that she fucking 
Thank fucking God for Hermione. I mean, every single fucking time, who's going to have to wipe their fucking assholes? Hermione. She had planned for all of this. So they land at a place called Tottenham Court Road, a busy London street. Um, Hermione, on top of all, yeah, she's... She has a change of clothes for them. It's all in her little bag, which yeah, we. She's got the bag that she did the, the magic little fucking on, magic Mary Poppins bag. Things inside of it, and she had brought that to the wedding because she had a feeling she needed to. And I think what, she's. What's in the bag? What's in the bag? What's in the bag? What's in the bag? She helps them. What is happening? That's from. It's from the movie Seven. What's in the box? What's in the box? Okay. What's in the box? What's in the bag? Just kill me now. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna see how long you're just gonna keep What's going. What's in my bag? Doing, doing your own thing. Over All there. right, cool. So, so she's got everything. She's got books, books. She's got the cloak. invisibility cloak. They've got everything. So she has them change into Muggle clothes so they don't fucking stick out like sore thumbs. And then they go into a coffee shop, a little mm-hmm. fucking swingers little cafe 101. I'm naming a bunch of coffee shops that have closed down in LA. Um, because that's where, you know, people aren't going to recognize Harry. Yeah. And she's just like, I thought, they're, I thought we should come anonymous. to the muggle world. Yeah. It'll take them longer to find us here. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, immediately that proves to be absolutely fruitless. They are immediately attacked. By Death Eaters. Yeah. Two, two disguised dudes come in, get Death Eaters. There's curses are just flying everywhere. Just Harry's coffee cups exploding. Cloak, in cloak. Yeah, he was already in the invis- in- invisibility cloak. So he had just been sitting there with Harry and Ron, or with Hermione and Ron, Jesus. He sneaks a little stun on one of the Death Eaters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Accidentally stuns a waitress. Hermione paralyzes the other guy. They fucking haul ass. Yeah, but I love that they had the wherewithal. <clears throat> Let me rephrase that. Hermione had the wherewithal to be like, hey, we should put things back in order. That's right. And then wipe everyone's memories. She's so smart. So smart. She turns out all the lights. That's where the deluminator. Boop, mm-hmm. boop. They lock the cafe door mm-hmm. so that no one else comes in. And then, yeah, they do. They wipe. But instead of fucking, I don't know. I think that they should. I wish they would just fucking kill people. Yeah. Like this whole be above. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The sin of killing. It's like you're. Stop it. It's wartime. You need to kill people mm-hmm. to save your own ass because you're the only hope against Voldemort. Yeah, no one's going to save your ass. You have to save your ass, and the only way to really save your ass is to murder your enemies. Yeah, and so I they don't just, know why this is so hard. They wipe the memories of the Death Eaters mm-hmm. who are stunned, which is kind of annoying. And then Harry's like, we should go to Sirius' house, uh, to the Order of the Phoenix headquarter. Yeah, so they go there, and there's a whole bunch of jinxes that Mad-Eye Moody had left. And here... To me, right here, this in this book is a continuity error. I don't know what to call it. A flaw in the plot in that when Dumbledore died, Harry's hair, his spells were immediately lifted. Mm -hmm. Dumbledore died. Harry was unparalyzed. Yeah. Why? Unless like, are these actually spells or are these just elaborate booby traps? (laughs) Like Mad-Eye Moody set up because like if he died, shouldn't these have all gone away? According to what we've read before. Well, no, because um, I think Mad-Eye Moody redid the the uh, jinxes on the house. No, that's what I'm saying. They are Mad-Eye Moody's jinxes. Oh. Mad-Eye Moody is dead. Oh, fuck. Good point. Like, that really just stuck out at me because they made a big deal about how, oh, I guess that's how Harry knew for sure that Dumbledore was dead is because the curse had lifted. Oh, I mean, not the curse, the spell that was keeping him paralyzed up on the Half-Blood Prince. But anyway, 
There's all these things. A fucking fake Albus Dumbledore comes down the hall and there's like a catchphrase you have to say that's like, I didn't kill you. Um, anyway, it's it's all with, you know, in in effort to keep Death Eaters and or Snape out. Mostly Snape because he was in the Order of the Phoenix so he knows mm-hmm. how to get in. Uh, Harry, Harry, course, has a, Harry has a scar pain. Yep. And he knows that Voldemort's angry somewhere. He He's like... He's still connected to him, and mm-hmm. he's, I think, trying to play it off a little because he knows he's going to fucking get grilled for it, but whatever. And then and then Ron's dad sends a Patronus letting them know that they're okay. My question is, is it, the, Patronuses are being used in a way recently that I ha- they hadn't been used before. We've like seen messengers. them used a couple times. Uh, I when, last year when he got left on the train by Malfoy mm-hmm. and Tonks had to walk him in. Mm-hmm. She sent a Patronus up, and that's how we knew something was up with Tonks because her Patronus was a different animal. Oh yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. So it is. Oh, it has always been a thing. Okay. Which is they a, seem to really be utilizing it in this in this book. Just interesting that they're yeah, they're messengers, and also they scare away dementors. Like yeah. I don't know what. I guess they're just yeah. Yeah. It, it also is. He's like, we're fine. Don't reply. And is it? Like, I wonder if it's a skill that you have to develop to be good at sending a Patronus undetected. Yeah. And then he's like, I don't trust you guys to, like, send a message. Yeah, that's interesting. Ooh, good good question. I wonder about that. JK, where are you? So Harry... Harry's gets, head is fucking killing sharp, him. Sharp pain's getting worse. He goes to the bathroom to kind of try to get away from everyone because he, again, doesn't want the fucking, you know, run me down of, oh, you're going to close up your fucking head. But he immediately gets in there and has another vision, and it's... The Death Eaters who had attacked them on Tottenham Court. Um, One of them is like being tortured or abused or whatever by Voldemort for losing Harry. Mm -hmm. Um, Not by Voldemort, actually. It's Voldemort forcing Draco Malfoy to do his dirty work. Um, Genuinely feel bad for the kid. Yeah. And Harry looks and he sees on uh, Malfoy's face. Just he's fucking scared shitless, that kid. Yeah. He's he's terrified. And that. Is why I think we shouldn't have rushed the wrap-ups of the other chapters. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> That's in. That's all. Listen, you guys. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna end now. We're gonna end a little early. Uh, that was a heavy chapter. A lot happened in a little bit of time. Yeah. But basically it's just fucking I mean, it just goes to show. It was chaos, explosion, they're hiding at Grimald Place. We I mean, right now I feel like it's crucial just uh, this is a pivotal moment in history and if you want to hear more about what happens on saturday the next episode featuring chapters 10 through 12 Dude, will drop. the next chapters are long they're big they're big old bitches and um, it's just getting crazier and, and crazier. the first one that for chapter 10 i won't say the name of it but chapter 10 is honestly one of my favorite chapters in all of the books it's a doozy. You're going to love it. It's so incredible. Tune in on Saturday. If you have not already, if we could please implore you to hit that subscribe button. Hit Le- it. Leave a rating. Leave a review. Leave it. Give suggestions for future series that you just want us to keep on our mind in your review. And if you want to vote on our next series, check out our social media for links. You can pay $1 to enter the vote if you don't want to join Patreon. Or you can become a monthly supporter of a great cause, which Do is it. us. At patreon.com slash two filthy nerds, you'll get to uh, you'll get to vote. You'll get to be in live stream recordings mm-hmm. of all of these episodes. There's Everything people right saying. now yeah. watching me ramble, watching me stutter, trying to get all this information out. 
and you can be one of those people. And also, we've got a grand prize drawing, and it's coming up. At the, we're going to do the drawing at the end of book seven. We don't know when the trip will be, but we are doing a trip to Universal Studios, uh, Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Yeah. And one person will be... It's going to be lit. ...brought to that. Yep. Uh, and other levels uh, will all be invited, even if they are not... Um, the winner and I know we at least have a, a couple couple patrons who are saving up in case they don't win Fuck, I'm so and I'm excited to oh we're getting fucking matching t-shirts oh my god that, that hasn't been said before we're gonna walk we're getting you know t-shirts I'm gonna get a leash a leash a backpack I'm gonna put it on Jess and that's how we're gonna walk we're absolutely the not I am not one of the men you wanna fuck <sighs> yeah, I will not wear a leash for you anyway I'm usually the one who wears the leash okay gotta go now guys bye bye This has been a Two Filthy Nerds production.